the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, there goes all that momentum the Flyers had. Four in a row, up in smoke in Fairfax, Virginia. Do not adjust your radio sets. 50 to 49. Yes, the first one to 50 really did win. The final down in Fairfax, the George Mason Patriots escape with a one-point victory over the Dayton Flyers. And John Tisdale, well, I don't know what to really say about this one, except that just, that stinks. Not a fun game to listen to. Uh, not a fun final outcome for Dayton fans. Um, and I saw somebody tweet, we'll have to double check this, but that it was the second lowest offensive output of the Anthony Grant era. The only one I can find going back that's any lower than this one through a couple seasons so far is the 43 points they mustered in a loss at VCU last January, 66-43. Um, boy, this this one did not inspire a lot of confidence for the Flyers tonight, John Tisdale. No, it did not. Uh, Dayton did uh, did not play well at all offensively. I mean, when you shoot 31% from the field, uh, you're not going to win. I mean, they missed way too many shots uh, at the basket. Uh, you can say the 5 of 23 for 3. Okay, 23 threes. We can talk about that. They had good looks. I mean, Kobe Bray had 2 of 7 for 3. Um, but, John, they missed way too many shots at the basket. Malachi Smith, 5 of 17 from the field. Uh, he missed a lot of layups. He had 5 steals. Dayton's defense did their job tonight. But just when you missed so many shots at the basket, uh, you're not going to win any basketball game. I mean, with Jerron Holmes, Dayton's best player, I think, gets only four points and only three shots, you're not going to win. And give George Mason credit, yes, they did a good job of containing Deron Holmes, taking him out of the game. Uh, Odor's defense was very good tonight. But the Flyers just, their execution just was not good. I mean, you could say, they yes, they got the shots. They took 58 shots. But they missed way too many shots uh, at the basket. And, and Keith Duck-Waskowski, I thought, hit this, I thought, very well. For Dayton to win, they have to win. They have The next step of winning is to win games when your offensive game is off. And tonight their offensive game was off, and they didn't get the job done on the road, especially, and it takes away all that momentum that this team had coming into tonight of, of winning four games in a row. And now now they got to start uh, start all over again come Tuesday night. Yeah, and you just got to take care of bad teams uh, on the road in the conference, and this just just not a good Patriots team. They were 500 coming into tonight. It was a quad two game, just barely, because um, George Mason's uh, net ranking coming into tonight, uh, or their their net ranking was 124, so right on the edge of that uh, 135 cutoff for a road game uh, against uh, an opponent like that is quad two, so inching close to quad three territory, but. Um, not a tremendously strong Patriots team. And, you know, with the momentum they had built with two straight road wins in conference of 20 points or more, and then beating a good St. Louis and a good St. Bonaventure team in between both of those efforts, um, you know, it's it's disappointing to, to see all that momentum just kind of fall flat in a game that was pretty early on, turned into a rock fight. It was pretty clear that, you know, it was going to be one of those, you know, kind of a feels of uh, – a Dayton Miami of Ohio series where it was about as much fun yeah. as a trip to the dentist and it's the first one to 50 wins. Um, just hard to listen to 
uh, on the call because uh, uh, with Larry and Keith because you could just hear the frustration in their voice just having to watch that kind of effort. And then, man, just to score 49 points, I mean, Tiz, I don't care where you're playing. You're not going to beat much anybody scoring 49 points no. a game. Yikes. I mean, that's – ugh. Just it was it was t- it was a tough one to to take in for Dayton fans. Yeah, it really was. I mean, because especially it takes away the the men momentum that this team had built really the uh, throughout the last few games, especially you know taking care of business against George Washington, and especially as well as Dayton played against St. Bonaventure. I mean, John, this is a young Flyer team that took it to. A very experienced senior laden St. Bonaventure team. And St. Bonaventure, you were at that game, John, the other night. It was St. Bonaventure that looked like they were the frustrated team, the more flustered team. But tonight, just Dayton was just not able to make shots from the very beginning. They were 10 of 29 in the first half, and they were 8 of 29 in the second half. So just from a, they just were off their offensive game. Uh, just and, and it wasn't that they weren't able to get to the basket. They got to the basket. A lot of these shots they couldn't finish, and it's just it's a frust- it's just frustrating because this game was there for the taking. They must have left. What, what would you say, John? Maybe at least twenty to twenty two, maybe twenty twenty five points as much. Um, uh, they they let them hanging on the ring. They just would not fall tonight. And sometimes I know you're going to have them. Sometimes the iron's going to be unkind. I get that. But you still got to persevere, and you got to find ways to uh, to get those wins. And wasn't the turnovers tonight? Dayton only had nine turnovers. Uh, George Mason had twelve, relatively even, nine points off of turnovers. Uh, the diff- why George Mason was able to win? They made ten three point shots, um, and a guy that was a uh, guy that that hurt us in years past. Former Colorado guy Deshaun Schwartz, who hit the game winner for Colorado against Dayton back in 2019 in Chicago. Well, he's for George Mason now, and he burnt the Flyers for 17 points. And Odoro, uh, Dayton didn't have much of an answer for him. Josh Odoro with a solid game of 14 points and 10 rebounds, a double-double. But uh, he he took it to uh, Deron Holmes. Deron Holmes, four points and seven rebounds. So it's just a it's a frustrating night to what should be a very good night for uh, here in Southwest Ohio with the Bengals beating the Titans. And uh, couldn't quite exactly pull off the doubleheader as the Flyers come up short tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of Dayton fans, uh, including one I'm married to, uh, that is ha- is is having uh, no trouble paying this Dayton team little mind tonight with the win no, that the Bengals just notched uh, just about an hour ago, walking off into the AFC title game tonight. Is I'm sure it softens the blow. I know it softens the blow for a lot of Dayton Flyers and Bengals fans, but uh, we're getting word that head coach Anthony Grant is ready to talk about this 50 to 49 loss in Fairfax. So what does he think about this? Well, you're about to find out. He's live with Larry Hanskin on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, where the Dayton Flyers fall to George Mason, uh, 50 to 49, to the court, to the court with Coach Grant. Brought to you by Pickwell Schaefer and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pseLaw.com. Uh, Coach, uh, you, you lose a tough one here, and, and granted, the three-point shooting uh, difference was just that a difference. But but I thought what this game might have come down to is Dayton with just so many misses at the rim. Yeah, I agree. I thought defensively we did a pretty good job. Um, I think, um, you know, on their home court to hold them to 50, I think our, our DER, our defensive efficiency, 
for the game was 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 really good. Our offensive efficiency was was on the other end of that. Um, a lot of missed layups. Um, give George Mason credit. I thought the way they defended us, uh, they took away a lot of things that we've been able to do well, and forced us uh, to to have to either get late shot clock situations or uh, force guys to kind of play out of character. And uh, you know we took we took the bait a little bit, made some young mistakes in terms of our decision making. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you had an opportunity uh, to, 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 to win the game at the end, and it didn't work out in our favor. But, um, you know, give them credit. I thought defensively they took away some things from us and forced us to have to make some, some contested shots. We struggled to make contested shots around the basket today and then going five for 23 from the three-point line when they made 10 threes in the game, you know, lose by one. Um, you know, you can kind of read the stat sheet, and it kind of tells you the story. Another number that j- j- jumps out there, and, and you know, Duran Holmes only gets three shots. Is, yeah. is that is that a result yeah, of they what did, they were they, doing? Yeah, they did a really good job. They did a really good job. They made it difficult, you know, in our pick and roll coverage, or our pick and roll execution for him to, to get any freedom, get into the get into the basket. They did a good job every time we tried to get him around the basket. They really loaded up at the rim, and like I said, you know, they they, they forced us have to make shots today we were five for 23 from the three-point line I'd, I'd say maybe you know a handful of those were early ill-advised shots uh, but for the most part we got some looks and uh, you know we got to be able to make those looks when we get those looks and we weren't able to do it tonight part of this whole learning process uh, that a team goes through and in, in, in this case a very young basketball team is it learning how to to win when it's not easy when it's not easy yeah, I thought we competed tonight. You know, I thought the guys put themselves in position on a night where, you know, offensively, when you look at, you know, 31% uh, uh, from the field, 21% from the three-point line. You know, we got to the free throw line, you know, a total of nine times tonight, and they battled. You know, it came down to the last possession of the game where we had a chance to win. So I didn't see any any uh, any guys allowing uh, – bad things that, that are, are negative results on the offensive end affect what we were doing on the defensive end. You know, so we just have to learn from this game. We have to go back and look at the film and see, okay, here's what they did. How can we use this to make us a better team? All right, Coach, we'll let you go. Thanks. All right, uh, so that will wrap things up here. And, again, uh, Dayton with a pair of home games next week, uh, Tuesday night at home against – uh, Fordham, and then uh, home as well on Friday night against Rhode Island. And, of course, uh, we'll uh, be talking about that uh, and, and uh, look back again at this game, uh, the Anthony Grant Show coming up Monday night from Frickers, uh, where we'll also be joined on the phone by uh, Ryan Perriman, former Flyer great, uh, who will be giving us a call in the last half of the show. It wraps things up here in Virginia. On behalf of uh, Keith Wallaskowski filling in for the legend, I'm Larry Hanskin. One more time, our final was George Mason 50, Dayton 49. Thanks for listening and stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. 
Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. So, I envy you if you are a Dayton Flyers fan and a Cincinnati Bengals fan because at least you've got something to soften the blow of this thud tonight down in Fairfax, Virginia. We just watched the Dayton Flyers four-game win streak go plop in front of our eyes. They are a loser. 50 to 49 to the George Mason Patriots, a 500 ball club coming into tonight. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you for Flyer feedback here after uh, this Dayton loss that drops the Flyers to 12 and 7 overall and now 4 and 2 in Atlantic 10 play. Tizzy, uh, Anthony Grant told Larry he thought the Flyers did a good job defensively holding the Patriots to 50. Thing is, though, Dayton could only muster 49 points yep. of their own. And uh, they are unable to pull this one off after a Mustafa, an, an errant Mustafa Amzil three at the buzzer. Um, and the reality of that loss sunk in. And, and here we are with a one-point loss in a game that uh, I think was pretty clear pretty early on was going to be a rock fight. And just that, that tone never really changed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Larry Hanskin said, folks, this is going to be a dog fight, I think, at around the 12-minute mark when it was tied 12-12. You just got this sense really from the opening from the opening tip-off, that this game was not going to be an easy game because the Flyers really had to fight for every point from the word go. Uh, it was 25-24, George Mason led at the half, and <laughs> it wasn't much better after after halftime. It just it, it, Neither team really could light it up offensively. And yes, of course you give George Mason credit. They did a good job of taking the Flyers out of their game. They took away things, and they made the Flyers take contested shots, as Coach Grant alluded to. But this is a team, but as young as this Flyer team is, and yes, I get that they're a young team, but now you got to rise above that and you got to find a way to win the game. And this is a Flyer team that has had trouble doing that uh, at times this year. Uh, we saw what happened against UMass Lowell um, when they had trouble uh, putting points on the board, uh, and they lost that game by a score of 59 58. Um, we saw that at times. Uh, we, we've seen this, John, at times this year where this is a flyer team 
that has trouble scoring points. Look at the VCU game where it's 53-52. And tonight was another example of that where they only get 49 points. I'm sorry. At some you you have to find a way to get points. You gotta find a way to put the ball in the basket. I have this in my notes. Um, at about the nine-minute mark, Malachi Smith makes a layup to give the Flyers a 42-41 lead. Their last field goal was at the uh was at the 124 mark of the game by Kobe Elvis to cut it to 48-46. They went nearly eight minutes without a field goal. And then Kobe Brea makes two free throws at the 841 mark to put to put them up 44-41. And they're trailing 48-44. to <laughs> So they go, they go seven minutes without a point, and you go eight minutes without a field goal. I don't care what level of basketball you're in. Johnny, you're not going to win doing that. You're just not. And when Deron Holmes takes only three shots— you got to imagine there's a lot of coaches in the Atlantic 10 saying, see what happens when we take Deron Holmes out of the game. This is what you get. So the blueprint yeah. is out there on how to beat the state and flyer team. And now it's up to Coach Grant and the coaching staff to figure out ways to, uh, to adjust. And they didn't do a good job of that tonight. No, and I know it's hard because we've been doing this long enough. Everybody listening, Dayton fan, you know how hard it is to keep a level of consistency over an 18-game A-10 slate. But still, tis, I look at this one and go, you got to take care of business against this George Mason team. Um, I thought it was odd that they were playing at 7. To me, this is a game I would have put at noon if, if it were my candy store. Like, I mean, come on. Nobody, nobody wants to see Dayton and George Mason in prime time. Like, this ought to have been at noon like the previous two road games we had in the league. But, you know, I don't know. TV, I'm sure, decides uh, at the league level who's playing when. Um, you've just you've got to take care of business, and especially after the really disappointing opener they had after it gets delayed by two games because of COVID. You have the flat effort against VCU, and then really you have a really impressive four-game stretch because you thump GW by 25 on the road. You beat a good St. Louis team midweek the following week. Then you beat Duquesne by 25, or I'm sorry, by 20 at their place after you beat GW the week prior by 25. And then you beat a really good St. Bonaventure team midweek. So you put together a really nice and a really impressive four-game stretch, 4-1 four and one in conference play. You're feeling good about them maybe finally finding a level of consistency, starting to get into a groove and play better. And then they go and just have this – I can't say the word I want to use – just the <laughs> this, this kind of effort and this kind of offensive output. I mean, the second lowest – Offensive output of the Anthony Grant era since they scored 43 last year against a year ago tomorrow, ironically enough, at VCU. Um, and not to say that they can't get the momentum back and get on a roll again, but it's just it's disappointing. And you want to see them be able to take care of the the middle of the pack slash bottom feeders of the A-10. I mean, Tiz, I know this George Mason team has had its moments throughout the year. Kim English was a hot, hot name at the beginning of the year when he was yeah. just starting out with this Mason team, and they beat Maryland right before Mark Turgeon left the program. Um, but you've, you've got to be – they're a 500 ball club. They're, you know, hovering around. I mean, they're sub-100 net. They're not terrible. They're in the 120s in Ken Palms. I mean, it's just nah, – but, you know, you've got to take care of business against the team. So, for me, it's disappointing that you aren't able to close the deal – that you're only able to muster 49 points. I mean, it just it's it's frustrating, and I I don't blame Dayton fan who's just wanting to just it's a head in hands kind of night for Dayton fan. Yeah, it's to say this one's a head scratcher would be a uh, 
an understatement tonight. I mean, look, you got Kobe Brea with 11 points. You got Kobe Elvis with 11 points and Malachi Smith with 12 points, but he was 5 of 17. He had numerous shots he drove to the basket that rimmed out. Uh, but the thing I go back to, Deron Holmes takes only three shots and he gets seven rebounds. I mean, to me, you got to find a way to get number 15 the ball more. I mean, that's just me. And I know I'm not saying they didn't try to do it. I'm saying I'm saying I'm sure that they tried. But it's, there was also times, John, where they took some ill-advised shots. You had R.J. Blakeney, 0-3 for three. He took one ill-advised three-point sh- three uh, three shot. And then I think he saw Pine the rest of the game. I think he didn't play a- after the beginning of the second half. So this was just a night where the Flyers just were, were just off tonight. But again, the reason I think that we, we're, we're kind of is we're more disappointed than anything else because at some point you got to play well and you got to win games in which you're not on your game. And that's something that this is a team, that this is a young team that now has to take that step. And they took a step back tonight. And that's just what's disappointing because especially after the progress they've made, as you said, not just beating GW and Duquesne on the road, but also you beat St. Louis and St. Bonaventure, and then you got Fordham and Rhode Island coming up, and then you got to go on the road to VCU and St. Louis, but your focus right now is on Fordham, and Fordham gave Davidson a game today. Uh, Davidson won that game 69-66, but Dayton better be ready Tuesday night against uh, a Fordham team that beat them last year, so the Flyers better be ready to go Tuesday night. I don't want to say it's not your daddy's Fordham team because it's been a it's been a long time since Fordham has been anything close to resembling relevant. But you've got to take care of business uh, Tuesday against the Rams because if you lose to Fordham, as we know, John Tisdale, people don't forget that. Well, Dayton yeah. loser tonight, fifty to forty nine on the road to George Mason. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer feedback. It continues on the other side, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer feedback, twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you. After a Dayton loss tonight, 50-49, to Dayton drops the one-point decision to the George Mason Patriots on the road in Fairfax, Virginia. Anthony Grant and his Flyers are now 12-7 and overall. They drop to 4-2 and in A-10 play. An errant Mustafa Amzil 3 at the buzzer could not save the Flyers' bacon, unfortunately, tonight. Uh, John Tisdale, as we talked about, it's just deflating because... The, the vibes around this team, you know, the roller coaster of this season continues. And, you know, it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. But you, I really think you had to take care of this George Mason team. And I'm not saying yeah. you didn't have to go beat them by 25 no. or 20 like you did to GW and Duquesne, respectively, your last two road games. But you've got to beat this Patriots team. And Dayton did not tonight because they could only muster 49 <laughs> points. Mm, yeah, and it, it's just a disappointing night. It, it, it really is because it, it just it halts the momentum that this team had built because they came into this game with winners of four in a row, playing good basketball. Deron Holmes was just John. You were at the game the other night. I mean, it was just it was just some atmosphere because not only did they honor uh, our good friend Bucky Bockhorn, the legend, but yep. the team just played with so much emotion. You know, uh, Deron Holmes to me, I thought had. The play of the year for the Flyers with a block shot, gets the rebound, and then goes coast-to-coast for the flush. 
to me, that was easily the best play that the Flyers have made all year. And then you come and just have a disappointing – I'm not going to say the effort was because you hold a team to 50 points, you ought to win. It's just just the way that Dayton lost because, you know, the 5 of 23, yeah, okay. George Mason took them out of their game and they forced them to take tough contested shots. But at the same point, they had so many shots just rim out and – you got to find a way to be above that. You can't go seven plus minutes, eight plus, nearly eight minutes without a field goal, or seven minutes without a point. And John, this this is not the first time that's happened. Uh, they had a similar score and drought like that against VCU, and that halted that momentum. That easily could have they easily could have won that game um, to begin the conference season. Now I know they played a bad first half in that game, but when when they hit these kind of spells where they're struggling a little bit they have a tendency to to struggle. They they have a tendency uh, to kind of let that affect their game. And it's just, they're a young team. They're, I know they're still learning, but now you fall to 12 and 7. It's just a disappointing night. It's just a disappointing night for the Flyers. And what should be a great night, again, like we'll repeat, like we said during the Bud Light Pro, uh, postgame show, it's the exact opposite for how uh, everyone else in Southwest Ohio is feeling right about now. Yeah, pretty good night for Bengals fans. They're on the AFC title game for the first time since... 1988, yep. uh, and what a streak of irony. I was talking to Channel 7 alumnus and Pro Football Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz yesterday to just continue on the Bengals tangent for a second because no, it beats sure. talking about this Dayton game. And he was telling me the irony that he saw, Tiz, in the playoff run that he was a part of in 91 and today that they're on right now, this run with the between these two playoff runs because, of course, in 91 – they beat the Houston Oilers, now the Tennessee Titans, of course, mm-hmm. and then lost to the then L.A. Raiders that started that playoff losing streak. Well, now they have beaten the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans, who, of course, used to be the Houston Oilers. So just kind of irony, and at least so far, that's sort of coming full circle in that moment as this playoff streak has been snapped with the Raiders and Oilers slash Titans connections, and now they're onto the uh, AFC title game, and they'll stay on the road next week as the four seed. They'll play either at Buffalo or at Kansas City, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, Bengals fans in the Miami Valley, we know that game will be on Channel 7 yep. uh, next Sunday at, I believe, 6.30 is the AFC title game. Uh, well, check that. But anyways, it is next Sunday uh, here on Channel 7 for the AFC title game. But uh, tonight, uh, John Tisdale, just disappointing. You could tell pretty early on it was going to be grinded out, defensive effort, nobody really lighting it up offensively, and that held true uh, all the way through the game. And, you know, as you mentioned, you score 49 points, you're not going to beat uh, much anybody. A few ways for you to get at us on the show since we're on the road. You can call us up at 937-457-1290, or you can jump on our mentions on Twitter, uh, Andrew on Twitter says, uh, not sure how many more losses they can absorb and still finish top four, which is the clearest path to salvaging the season via the auto bid. Uh, well, they're only four and two, but yeah, if you want to, you know, it's not a, it's not a great sign to be losing to a George Mason team like this. Yes. Yeah, they, they've got to get, try and get themselves a top four tis because that at least eases the burden of only having to win three games in as many days to win the A-10 tournament as opposed to, you know, four or five in as many days. Technically, if you're a top four finish, you get a double bye because you're not in that, you avoid that bottom feeder, the bottom four pillow fight to get into the main bracket. Um, So you don't want to, you know, let's keep the brake pedal handy maybe 
uh, on the panic button uh, for a four and two start. But still, also, I get where Andrew's going with that. It's it's not a good feel when you lose to George Mason because I I think, like I said, it's not like you have to beat him by twenty. But I you've got to take care of George Mason, Tiz. You just do. You just do with the run they've been on. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just it's just disappointing because I mean, we're 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 probably just, you know, the reason we're repeating this so much is because I uh, you know, there's there are points where this Flyer team looks good. I mean, there's times where uh they're either just going to be at a point where they're going to want to make you pull your hair out and just uh, scratch your head uh like like tonight or the VCU game, but there're times when this Flyer team has come back and play good basketball. We saw that in Orlando earlier in the year where they won three games, where they beat three excellent teams, Miami being one of them, 76-60. to 60. And then they, of course, upset the Kansas, 74-73, and then knocking off a really good Belmont team, uh, 63-61, to win the ESPN Events Invitational. And then, case in point, uh, they took care of business against uh, on the road at GW at Duquesne, and then two excellent home wins against St. Louis and St. Bonaventure, winning four straight games. So this was a Flyer team that had pl- played pretty good basketball. Now, I'd be remiss to mention they also beat a good Virginia Tech team in non-conference, so they've had some good wins. But the head-scratcher is not just losing to UMass, Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P to, to begin the season 1-3, and three, but also tonight and then, of course, the way they lost to VCU, particularly the way they started that game in the first half. So this has just been... This has been a hard team to figure out at 12-7. and seven. And yes, I know, you know, go back a little bit to what Coach Grant talked about. Um, you know, it wasn't really the, the defensive effort tonight. He, he praised it tonight. He thought the defense was good when you hold a team to 50 points. But, you know, George Mason at times, yeah, he gave them credit because they took away some things and made the Flyers take tough, contested shots. But I go back to this. When your offensive game is off, you got to find a way to get the job done, and they didn't do that tonight. And that's just the thing that just leaves a lot of Flyer fans scratching their heads uh, as uh, as they get ready for Fordham uh, come Tuesday night. Yeah, and for what it's worth, they're now 2-3 and three on the year in one-possession games. So they're under 500 in one-possession games. They had their two wins are the ones you mentioned, Tiz, 74-73 over Kansas and 63-61 uh, over Belmont, both of those, as you also mentioned, in Orlando. The three losses now, one of the awful by-game losses that is hanging like a, a cinder block around their neck, trying to tread water in a diving well, uh, 59-58 against Lowell, uh, and then 53-52, the loss at VCU, and now tonight 50-49 to at George Mason. So they're now three losses uh, and two wins uh, in one-possession games this year are the Dayton Flyers. Um, and as you mentioned, Tiz, it wasn't just, you know, overall um, in terms of the offensive struggles, because that's clear when you score 49 points, but even in long stretches, Tiz, I mean, you said they went from what? Because I, I took note of your tweet when you said, hey, yeah. they haven't scored since the 9-11 mark, and I thought, you know, yeah. Jesus, Shuttlesworth. Yeah, I like, actually, that's, you know. I, I want to correct that, actually, because <laughs> they went they went without a, their last field goal was the 9-11 mark, because they... I got I got this written down and I had to double check that. So, the 9/11 mark, Mally Smith made a field goal to put him up 42-41, and then Kobe Bryant makes free throws with 8:41 to go in the game to go up 44-41. Their next points was a layup by Kobe Elvis at the 124 mark, 40 to cut it to 48 to 46. So they went nearly eight minutes without a field goal, and they went over seven yeah. minutes without a point. 
Yeah, you so can't have that. I mean, that's that's unacceptable yeah. kind of drought. And they missed a lot of buddies tonight, too. I they mean, they did. missed a lot of shots at the rim. I don't know if you just chalk that up to, you know, just a bad luck night. Um, but that didn't help add to the frustration of any Dayton fan, you know, listening or watching to this game tonight because that's, you know, you figure well, if just if just one of those, one or two of those falls, uh, you know, forget Mustafa Amziel's prayer at the buzzer. If just one or two of those bunnies at the rim fall, then you're looking at a much different outcome and and escaping and thinking, woo, you know, just you yeah. you got out of you got a Fairfax with the win and you'll take the road win where you can get it and you're coming home at you know five and one in conference and you're on a five game win streak at this point. So exactly. I don't know, but, you know, I don't blame Dayton fan who just feels really just frustrated and deflated after this one. And and let's say a couple of those shots go in and Dayton wins this one, say, by three points and he had a couple free throws to go five. You know what they're saying? Uh, If they had pulled this out, said, wow, we got out of there and Deron Holmes only gets four points, you'd be feeling really good about yourself. But that wasn't the case. They missed a lot of shots. Uh, They missed way too many layups. I think think they they left about, they missed about maybe, you know, five or six layups. I'm being kind when they went about that because Mally Smith was five of 17 from the floor. He had five steals on the game. I mean, Dayton was able to get pressure. Dayton as a team had eight steals. So defensively, they did their job. Uh, Deron Holmes, seven rebounds. But uh, Mally Smith, John, I think he had about three or four layups that rimmed out. I mean, sometimes you're going to have a night in which the iron's going to be unkind. I get that. But that's just a night where you just got to find a way to persevere and you got to find some way to either get to get the ball to Deron Holmes and just have him flush it a couple of times. I I mean, just I think we're just throwing our hands up at the air, the old uh, uh, Jesus statue, touchdown Jesus arm statue, all the way down now that we that we saw for many years, just wondering what and just it's just a frustrating night for Flyer fans. Now they got a rebound because they do. Uh, Archie Miller always used to say you can't let a team beat you twice. So exactly. this is deflating. They'll have to eat the you-know-what burger tomorrow and watch this film. Yeesh. And then you just got to move on from a tiz and not let the Patriots beat you twice. You've got to get by Fordham at home on Tuesday. You'd think, God almighty, you'd think they wouldn't have trouble with Fordham at home. But uh, now I know this is a low bar to clear, but it is a better Fordham program than we're used to seeing. Again, I know the bar, it's so low, but not your daddy's Fordham team. Um with the perspective of, but also it's still Fordham. Um, so we'll see. But they, you know, Tiz, they gave they gave Davidson all they could handle at they the Rose did. Hill Gym tonight. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, and Davidson, boy, they stay white hot, Tiz. They are, uh, they've got now the second longest winning streak in the country at 15 in a row for uh, da- Bob McKillop's uh, Wildcats. They are white hot right now <laughs> atop the A-10. And then, you know, you got to, a roadie team that that's historically been a rivalry that uh, is has been tough for the Flyers. Um, and then, you know, you got a really tough week the following week, Tiz. I mean, within three days, you go to VCU and to St. Louis. Uh, that's a tough stretch you got coming up. Yeah, and uh, checking some other games in the A-10. These are all finals. George Washington uh, beating Rhode Island at Rhode Island, 63-61. to James Bishop hitting the game winner with about 55 seconds left. John, you mentioned Davidson, 69-66. Got to watch out for, for maybe Tuesday night. Darius Quisenberry, 36 points. So uh, that'll be one of the guys to watch out for. But, yeah, this is a Fordham team. No, these are not your daddy's Fordham teams. They are – look, I know it's Fordham, but – Dayton's got to be ready to go, and they got to be ready to go. Uh, We're ready against Fordham last year. That was one of yeah. the just, you know, 
atom bombs that got dropped oh, on the program last year. Yeah, don't yeah, you I, don't lose to Fordham. You, that's one of the no, we're gonna it's one saying, of the cardinal it, sins of Atlantic Ten basketball. Thou shalt not lose to Fordham. No, don't do it. People don't yeah. forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, don't lose to Fordham twice. Just don't lose to Fordham twice, please. Okay, uh, two more finals. VCU over St. Joseph, 70-54. to And Richmond, the Richmond Spiders knocking off LaSalle. The LaSalle Explorers, yes, 64-56 at the friendly confines of the Tom Gola Pool Hall Gymnasium down in the city of brotherly love. And yes, John, I have to get that little shot in at the Tom Gola Arena because Dayton will be heading there come February 26th. So yes, they get to head to the friendly confines of uh, the uh, the friendly pool, the, the smells of the pool, of the chlorine yeah. coming up I, I, in February. When I was swimming this morning, doing my laps at the Y, doing my workout, I thought, man, this just takes me, I just feel like I'm at the, I'm watching LaSalle basketball, big five basketball, Tom Gola right now, but I was actually in the pool. It's a great environment that they have there. Uh, so, hey, Dayton a loser tonight, 50-49 to 49, to the George Mason Patriots on the road. Their four-game winning streak is toast. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyered Feedback, and it continues the home stretch of it on the other side of this break right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback, the home office edition. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you, dear listener, here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton, a loser. Tonight, 50-49, to 49, we watched the four-game road, uh, four-game win streak go plop right in front, front of our eyes. Dayton falls to 12-7 and seven overall. 4-2 and two now in 8-10 play as they try to keep pace with a white-hot Davidson Wildcats team. They are now 6-0 and after escaping, yes, escaping Fordham today in the Bronx. The Wildcats are 6-0. and They have won 15 in a row. That's good for the nation's second-longest winning streak. But Dayton, a loser tonight. John Tisdale in a game that um, really the the defensive or or offensive ineptitude, however you want to couch it, tone was set very early on. Didn't change. We settled into a rock fight. Wasn't a whole lot of fun to listen to. Uh, and in the end, Dayton uh, is a one-point loser, and they fall to two and three in one-possession games on the season. Yeah, disappointing loss, and uh, the Flyers fall, uh, like you said, to 12-7, and seven, and then 4-2 and two in 8-10 play. So this is a uh, – now it's down to rebounding because, as Archie Miller always said, you can't let uh, George Mason beat you twice, and now you got to get ready for – I mean, what, what, there was a movie I remember called The Silence of the Rams. Well, now it's going to be nothing but Rams. So it's the Battle of the Rams. Uh, Fordham, Rhode Island, VCU, the next three games. So it's nothing but Rams for the next – uh, for the next three games. So now it's on to Fordham uh, come January the 25th, coming up Tuesday night at the Dayton Decibel Dungeon. And uh, it's been a, it was a, it's one of the rescheduled games because uh, the St. Bonaventure right. game was a rescheduled game for January 2nd. And then, of course, Fordham, I think, was scheduled, was supposed to play, I think, this past Wednesday. That one got rescheduled. So it's like, you know, uh, this is, but uh, now the Flyers got to move on past this disappointing uh, night. And now, uh, now you got to get ready for, uh, the uh, the boys from the Bronx. So uh, you know, we'll see if it's going to be another one of these rock fights. You know, Larry Hanskin called it, John, about the uh, at the uh, twelve minute mark of the first half. He said this one was going to be a dog fight. Well, it was a dog fight, and 
uh, it was a uh, it was a boxing match, and uh, George Mason came out uh, on top uh, in the uh, in the end. Well, and you can't lose to Fordham again because they did last year, uh, and as we know, people don't forget that. I mean, they lost fifty five fifty four. Uh, to Fordham at Rose Hill Gymnasium last year, Tiz. And I remember doing that show with you thinking, like, I, I cannot believe <laughs> that we're here doing this. I mean, Dayton had never lost to Fordham in A-10 play. They did last year, finally. So I guess on one hand you could say, well, the Rams are due. Um, but that was, of all the unbelievable moments we watched last year, uh, that was one of them, and it was tops of the list. Um you can't lose to Fordham Tuesday. You just no, you can't, you can't. Uh, because you know you've got to get after the four game win streak gets snapped. You got to get off of the mat and you got to start another win streak here uh, because that would really be a thud uh, Tuesday. Uh, that would be up there with those bye games they dropped uh, back in the fall. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, fifty to forty nine, they lose tonight. Uh, you just you've got to get back up on the horse and you gotta you just gotta start a new Tuesday. I don't envy this team having to watch this film tomorrow. Blech. Um yeah. not not gonna be a fun day tomorrow having to watch this one back, Tiz. No, it's not. They they missed way too many shots uh, at the rim. I mean you can say five of twenty three were the three point shots. Larry Hand's gonna keep Walskowski said this well after the game, John. It, it's just it, it's not the three point shots. Put that aside. They missed way too many shots at the rim. I mean, Mally Smith, 5 of 17. I think he had four or five of those rimmed out. And yeah, I know you're going to have a night in which the iron's going to be unkind. I get that. You're going to have those nights. But just the thing, again, that I'm going to get to, and I know I've been repeating myself. I've said this four or five times tonight. Deron Holmes only gets three shots. Okay, I'm going to give credit to um, uh, Josh Duro, who I thought played a very good game, 14 points and 10 rebounds for the Patriots. I'll give him that. He took George Mason did a good job of taking Dayton out of their game, uh, making them the Flyers take contested shots. As Coach Grant alluded to that, talking to Larry right after the game. But you got to get Deron Holmes more than three shots. You just do. Um, and uh, this is going to be something that um, that there's going to be a lot of film watching right after this game, not just by the players, but maybe by the coaching staff. Maybe it's something they got to take some inventory in about what they need to do. So there's a. There's some things they got to look at because um, they got to be ready to go come Tuesday night. And then you got a tough Rhode Island team, and you don't know which roadie team's going to show up. Is it going to be the roadie team that has had that? And usually when it's Rhode Island and Dayton, it comes down to the final seconds. And uh, we don't, you, you don't want that, at least for Friday. But you got to worry about Fordham first because this is a Dayton team that cannot afford to look ahead. No, I can't. But they dropped tonight. So one more time, Dayton a loser, 50-49 to 49 on the road in Fairfax, Virginia. That's going to do it for us tonight, Flyers fans. We will talk to you Tuesday for Dayton and Fordham at UD Arena. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.